So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Kelly. Today we said we'd bring you a few more reflections on prayer from the Glenstall uh, monks, from the monks of Glenstall, should I say. The first one this morning would be is entitled Difficulties in Prayer, and this is reflected uh, for us by Father Columba. And we follow this with a piece of music, I Want to Praise You, Lord. And that's from the Maranatha Singers. We're listening to a podcast from Glenstall Abbey. Sometimes prayer is difficult. There are difficulties in prayer. And so what I'd like to do in these few minutes is to point out some classic difficulties that we often may have and to suggest some helpful ways of, um, of thinking about those and perhaps um, finding a remedy. Sometimes prayer is boring. And I suppose it's a good idea just to remember that when we're with our friends, sometimes we're bored as well. When we're with our family, we can be bored. We can be bored at work. So boredom is actually part of life. Um, another issue is, I suppose, you know, the more we hand our lives over to God, the more our lives will really turn into an adventure. And so life is likely to get less boring, and so will our prayer. And sometimes it's just a matter of being tired. So maybe the thing to do is to express to God that you are tired or bored and to make that your offering, that be your small gift to God. God loves every part of you, including your tiredness and your boredom. Sometimes we're distracted in prayer. And that I mean, means, I suppose, if we to be very honest, that the love of God really hasn't quite overwhelmed us yet. Um, that there are other things that we actually find more interesting and more attractive than God. Uh, and they keep coming back to us. So there's a, a measure of honesty when you find yourself uh, distracted. All the experts say the one thing uh, we should try to avoid is when we, when we notice we're distracted is don't beat yourself up about it. Um, Getting angry and getting annoyed and getting all the head up because I'm distracted yet once more only adds more distracting energy into the pot when you're praying. So they all say, when you're distracted, be very gentle uh, turning back to God. If distractions persist, if it's some particular issue that keeps on coming back into your mind, uh, a good way of Dealing with that is to, to speak to God about the distraction. Turn your distraction into a prayer. If there's something that's really on your mind, it's important to you. And God likes us to share everything that is important to us. And if we share what's important to us with God, we will find sooner or later God will return the gesture. Another issue for many of us could be that we find no connection with God in our prayer at times. And there could be various reasons for that. Sometimes it's uh, that there's something in the way you're living your life which is actually contradicting your prayer. Let's take an obvious example from ordinary human living. A man kisses his wife and says, I love you. But he's also cheating on her. So there's no connection going on when he kisses and says, I love you. That's a rather extreme example. But uh, something... Uh, Slightly similar can be happening in our lives where our lives are actually uh, not in harmony with what we're actually saying or thinking or trying to say or think in our prayer. 
our lives obviously will always fall short of the ideal. So I think there's no need to get uh, het up and anxiously dig for dirt in your life if you uh, feel no connection with God. It's just that sometimes there's something rather obvious that needs to be put right. Another reason why we sometimes feel no connection with God is that we're actually holding ourselves back from God in prayer. Sometimes we instinctively censor the more painful aspects of our lives or we don't express them to God. So maybe I'm disappointed with God or afraid of God or angry with God, or maybe I don't trust God. Um, and maybe my prayer is to actually say that and to express it and uh, to, to be real with God. Because if I'm holding back myself from God, then of course the, the connection is going to be pretty weak. Um, so sometimes we are the ones who are being distant from God uh, because we're actually censoring uh, who we are. And you just have to look at the, the book of Psalms to see so many different expressions, not just of the nice lovey-dovey pious things, but all the painful, squalid aspects of human life are expressed there too. It could also be sometimes uh, God uh, feels uh, very distant and we have no connection. It's because actually God is uh, working very carefully with us and is actually bringing us to a new and deeper level of prayer. Um, yes, that the, the, maybe the more superficial uh, feelings of connection have gone now and God is weaning us onto something deeper. Uh, and so uh, our prayer may be eventually moving into something much, much, much more quiet. Um, and so I think um, that, that's also another possibility. Um, that God is, is in some way purifying you and uh, helping you to let go of um, some of the more superficial ways of praying. So I think all in all, the thing is uh, in prayer, be yourself, be uh, straightforward. Um, even simply putting in the time, making yourself available to God in prayer, even if it's dry and disappointing, is still a gift to God, which delights God and God will repay a hundredfold sooner or later. There is one uh, big piece of fake news that keeps on getting in our way in all of this, and that's the idea that God is not with us. Um, so if there's one idea maybe to always have at the back of our minds, particularly when prayer is uh, difficult, is that God is always with us, and even more intensely so, uh, when we give time to prayer, whether we feel that presence or not.
Our second reflection and prayer this morning is entitled An Inherited Instinct and this is reflected for us by Father Finton. We follow that with a final piece of music for this section of the podcast and it's entitled Come and Worship and that's by Mark Forrest. We're listening to a podcast from Glenstall Abbey. Prayer Inherited Instinct Psalm 148 urges all creation, including beasts, wild and tame, to praise the Lord. So we can take it that there is capacity to do so in all creation, including ourselves. What I think of as an inherited instinct. Certainly, I grew up regarding prayer as a normal part of living, giving access to another world that together with this one made up reality. Heaven was the destination to which all of life was moving. Monthly communion with the body of Christ was a brief presence of heaven here on earth. My parents were devout. Their unquestionable identity was deeply Catholic, like the generations before them. My father led the rosary in the evening, My mother, I believe, divided her life between her domestic concerns and a life of private prayer to which she retired in the afternoon. Prayer, if it has to be considered an inherited instinct, was also an essential part of daily life, and I never thought it could be otherwise, especially as my mother filled in any gaps in my awareness by reminding me of the importance of ejaculatory prayer, especially her favourite, Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in thee. To some extent I outgrew that kind of prayer, 
discipline as a seminarian I learned from the breviary of piety, a set of Latin prayers that have stayed with me all my life. Still, of course, formulaic prayer. I was slow to speculate as to what prayer might actually be. Of course, I read books on the subject, but a deep conviction has never faded that I know already. But something has happened over the years, a realization that it is not just a tuning in to heaven, but an encounter with a person. At first I thought of it as an address to God, relying on the fact that Jesus had said, When you pray, say, Father. So I used the appropriate framework of faith, hope, and charity to direct my prayer in a neat allocation that took account of the trinity of persons. But the passing years and some growth in awareness of who I am, who has dared to address God, has brought me back to an earlier instinct and practice. It has been a gradual and costly process, because for a time I tried to absorb the teaching of the the contemporary experts on centering prayer, which required not only a state of mind reduced to silence, but also consciousness of a state of being, a sense of belonging that so often eludes me. I subscribe to the dictum that one cannot know God without knowing oneself, or know oneself without knowing God so my prayer must be some kind of mutual process. I think dialogue is too strong a word for something that goes beyond words. Knowing myself to some extent, I now know that my prayer can only be at bottom a response to the God who sent his Son to save me from my self-centeredness. As the sinner that I am, I have to place all my trust in him whose heart was pierced for me. And so I have made the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, Saviour, have mercy on me, a sinner, my way of giving meaning to a lifelong practice. <laughs>